All right. Um, and so as my brother shared, uh, Pastor Jason um, has asked me to uh, just read over his, his manuscript. Uh, this is the sermon that he has prepared, uh, continuing on in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verses 1 through 2. Um, so please uh, continue on to uh, keep him in prayer. Um, in all things, you know, uh, it, it, we were thinking about having a sermon uh, like played on video, but um, what better way than to just have a sermon shared um, physically um, to the body that, you know, uh, is something that we've been going through. And um, yeah, so if you have your Bibles, uh, Ephesians chapter five, verses one through two, I'll be reading from the ESV tran translation. Ephesians 5, um, verses 1 through 2. And it says, Therefore, be imitators of God, as beloved children, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Let me pray for us. Um, let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you so much for, uh, even in the midst of our pastor, falling ill, uh, giving us this opportunity to read your word together, um, to hear your word being preached um, and shared um, through me, Lord. I pray that you would utilize the Holy Spirit to guide me and lead me as, as I read um, what has been prepared, um, that this is your word, that this is your truth. Um, we thank you for Pastor Jason and his service and his, his, uh, this is heart for this church. We pray all the more that you would bless him and keep him in his health watch over the family. Um, may you allow their health to be sustained and, and blessed and, and um, for them to recover quickly and well. Um, Father, may you bless our hearts as we hear this, this word, as we hear um, these words being said. Uh, may it be um, just an encouragement to each and every one of us um, to know and, and be imitators of you, to know and trust in your word and to follow you, Lord, um, to love you and to love one another. Father, be with us in this time. We thank you. Just let me pray. Amen. And so again, um, the title of this sermon is A Life of Love. Um, again, this comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 2. A uh, Life of Love. I will be reading Pastor Jason's manuscript that he has prepared for us. Um, so please uh, take notes. Um, and hopefully this will be encouragement to you as well as to me. And so uh, the fifth chapter of Ephesians begins with one of the strongest commands we can find in the New Testament, it says, be imitators of God. This is the only place in the Bible where these words are used. No other place in the Bible says, be imitators of God. And the reason why I suggest that this is one of the strongest commands in the New Testament is because it is a daunting task to imitate God. Many biblical scholars commented on this phrase, and they all agree that this is the highest standard in the world. They called it the sum of all duty. This is Paul's supreme argument, his ultimate ideal as a Christian. But it is impossible to imitate the one who is infinitely greater than us, the sovereign God of the universe. So our problem, our difficulty, comes from obvious attributes we do not share with God. These attributes uh, make God to be God. And so what are some of the attributes we don't share with God? Let's talk about a few of them. One, God is self-existent. This means that God has no origins and therefore he answers to no one. 
But on the other hand, human beings are accountable to people, organizations, and ultimately to God. Number two, God is self-sufficient. God has no needs and therefore he depends on no one, but we need countless things for us to survive. Number three, God is eternal. It means that God has always existed and will always exist. This is something we definitely don't share with God because there was a point in time when we did not exist. There will be a time when we will not exist. And also another important aspect about eternity is the fourth thing. Um, God does not change. He is always the same in his eternal being when we, when we change as time passes. These are some of the obvious attributes we don't share with God. However, there are some attributes we do share with God. They are things like justice, wrath, wisdom, goodness, love, mercy, compassion, and forgiveness. We are to imitate God in these attributes we share with him. But it humbles us all the time because when the Father is perfect in these attributes, we are nowhere close to being perfect. But nevertheless, Paul says that we are to imitate God. In today's passage, Paul wants us to be imitators of God. However, he focuses on one particular attribute of God, and that is God's love. He wants Christians to be imitators of God, especially in his love. What kind of love is this? How do we imitate God in this love? From the passage this morning, we explore three distinctive loves we must have. First, this love is to be forgiving. We must love, well, we must have forgiving love in us. Because love forgives, since God the Father for, forgave us through the work of his Son, we are to do the same. We are to forgive one another. This is the nature of love. Love forgives. And it is very important to maintain this link between God's forgiveness of us and our forgiveness of others. Because when we truly understand that we are forgiven, then we will freely and lovingly forgive others. Christians or not, we are all in desperate need of forgiveness. We may not feel that way, but many people today live their lives in guilt from the past. And they are constantly seeking and searching for ways to receive their forgiveness somehow. As new creations in Jesus Christ, we have forgiveness in him. Amen? And because we find forgiveness in Christ, now what we must do is that we have to turn around and forgive others. But I want to caution you today that if you don't truly realize that you needed to be forgiven by God, you will naturally have a hard time loving and forgiving others. If you think you are pretty, if you think you are a pretty good person who does not really need to be forgiven, if you think the death of Jesus, the cross, was for someone else and not for you, you will have an extremely difficult time to forgive others, uh, to forgive yourself and also others. We realized how we were without Christ in earlier chapters in Ephesians. We were dead in our sin. We were helpless and hopeless. We were by nature objects of God's wrath. That is the way God sees us. And if we can see ourselves with his eyes and realize our rebellion against him, and yet in his love, how he saved us and how he loved us, this will help us to love and forgive others. If you don't forgive others in love, 
you may not truly know the full extent of God's forgiveness for you. You and I need to see ourselves as forgiven sinners, and then we will be set free to love others in imitation of God. Secondly, this love is to be giving. We need to imitate a giving love, not just forgiving, but also not, not just forgiving, but also giving. God clearly demonstrated his giving love on the cross. If you look at John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, it says, in, th in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In John chapter 15, verse 13, it says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And how can we talk about God's giving love without talking about Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8? If you have the time, uh, feel free to open up to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 8. But it says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus did not merely give up a few things to save us. He gave himself. He emptied himself to the point of death. The greatest expression of love is not that it gives things or it gives up things, but that it gives itself. Giving love is a sacrificial love. I've read in Christian marriage counseling that the most fundamental problem in marriage is not being able to give himself or herself. And so why is that hard to give your, ourselves to other people? Is it because we are afraid? Is it because we are selfish? We want ourselves for ourselves. Sometimes we are afraid to give ourselves because we might get hurt or disappointed. But if we truly have Christ and we are truly set free, we must imitate God's giving love in our lives. Lastly, we are to imitate in a, love, in a living love. Paul says in verse 2 that we need to live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So what is a living love? Firstly, a living love is a practical or active love. When Paul says we need to live a life of love, he is reminding us from the previous chapter about the practical things we must do in love with others. A living love, a living, living a life of love means, one, to put off lying and speaking truthfully. Living a life of love means, two, to put off anger. Living a life of love means, three, to put off stealing and work for a, li and work for a living instead. Living a life of love means to put off unwholesome talk and instead speak to help others. 
And lastly, living a life of love means to put off bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice, and instead to be kind, compassionate, and forgiving. This is what it means to live a life of love. Secondly, a living love is an eternal love. A living love is an unchanging love. Our loves are weak and not trustworthy. What we need in our loves is something of the character of God's love. Paul declares about God's eternal love for us in Romans 8. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall troubles or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor nay powers, neither height nor depth, not anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We must imitate God's active and unchanging love in our lives. We need to be imitators of God, especially in his love. We need to imitate God's forgiving love, his giving love, and his living love. And for us to imitate God, we must spend time with God. The Greek word imitate, mimete, is where we get our English word mimic. Mimic means to copy closely, to repeat another person's speech, actions, and behaviors. That is what we need to do with God. We need to repeat his actions, echo his speech, and duplicate his behavior. And how can we do this? The only way we can is by spending time with him. Spend time with God in prayer. Spend time with God in worship. Spend time with God in reading the Bible. By spending time with God, we may be imitators of God. Let me pray for us. Uh, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for this word. We thank you for this truth of us reminding ourselves to be imitators of you, Lord, you as the greatest God of all gods, King of kings. Father, you have sent Christ down for us, a sacrifice that, did, that we did not deserve, a sacrifice by placing your own son, perfect and free of sin, who did not deserve any of the things that we have done against you, but you willingly sent him for us the greatest love that we could ever receive. Father, we thank you that by Christ's blood, we have been saved. Father, I pray that this would be a reminder for us to imitate you, to read your word, to be in worship, to be in thanksgiving, in joy, realizing the graces and the mercies that you provide to us every single day. Father, help us to rejoice, knowing that we are loved by, by a love that surpasses all other loves that you are the living eternal God, that you have commanded us to love others in the same way. Father, it's difficult to love others, but we pray that you would stir our hearts to remember your love and to do the same to one another. Father, we pray that you would encourage us all the more um, to see our brother, to see our sister in need, whether they are in need, whether they are not in need, to do things 
above and beyond, um, to love one another, to know that this is a unified body of Christ that you have called us to, and to be in each other's lives, to work, to cry, to rejoice. Father, in all things, may you help us to see one another as brother and sister, to see one another as eventual brothers and sisters in heaven with you, and to do whatever we can uh, to share love with one another. Father, may this love also stem far beyond the, the boundaries of our church and go towards the lost, to go, go towards our neighbors, our coworkers, our friends, our family members, all the people around in our circle of life. Father, help us to not hold this love captive selfishly, but to share it with joy, to share it as you have commanded us to. Father, um, we pray that as we go out today, that you would sustain us and keep us. May we uh, continue to rejoice and give thanks to you in all the things that you have blessed us in. May we remind ourselves to love unconditionally, even when it is difficult. Um, Father, please be with our church. Be with us, um, whether we are sick, whether we are healthy. Father, help us to honor you and love you, to spend intimate time with you, God. And in all things, may you um, sustain us and keep us, Lord. We thank you for for this time, this gathering. Uh, may you be glorified in all things. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.